I'm so excited to speak this morning. Uh, I want to talk and teach, I want to teach about the area of the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. I want to talk about the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, authority is, uh, it's a very interesting um, principle because whenever you've experienced authority that's been abused or authority that's been unhealthy, it can really mess up your perspective of what authority is designed and meant to be. Have you ever been in a situation before in which somebody who was in authority over you took advantage of that authority or abused that authority or used that authority for their own personal gain? Have you ever been there before? Heads are nodding, hands are being raised, people are shouting me down. Okay, we all have seen authority used in a dysfunctional way. But here's what authority is. And it, well, let me back up. Here's why authority can get, get dysfunctional. Because many people believe that authority means that the power that they have comes from within them, right? They are the source of the power. They are the source of the decision making. They are the source of, of whatever that direction is. But here's what authority is. Authority is power that has been entrusted to you. Not power that you created, not power that you purchased, not power that you have earned. It's power that has been entrusted to you. When there's healthy authority operating, it's because somebody has been entrusted with that power, with that authority. When you are given authority, it means that someone more powerful or something more powerful than you loans you that power. Many of us have been in authority before. Maybe growing up you were a captain on a sport team or you were a leader of a project at work or uh, you're maybe a student here and you are, uh, you know, you're the oldest sibling. So mom and dad go on a date. See you, be back at eight, maybe. You're the one who's in charge, right? We all have had some uh, dealing with authority in our lives. My first experience with authority was in fifth grade. Does anybody remember the safety patrols? That's what I'm talking about. I remember the day I got inducted into the Safety Patrol Academy or whatever it was called, you know. And they gave me my orange belt and my little badge that looked like a police officer's badge. That was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I put that bad boy on and that meant I could tell people what to do. And I'm just, hey, you, I'm in fifth grade, king of the school. I remember it went to my head. They signed me to this little area right by our elementary school. It was a small little street that when you walked out of the school and turned to the left, it was a small little neighborhood road. And they always had safety patrols there with an adult, of course, to stop the traffic so people on their bikes could you know, cross that area because it was really the only way to get out of the school. And so I remember the day that I was assigned to that area, uh, I was walking out without the adults just walking up in the street just like this, the cars, like, hey, you know, you see the orange belt? I'm tall. You see the orange belt? I got the power. I, I thought that the authority, lost a lot of friends. I thought that the authority, <laughs> I thought that the authority meant that, hey, I can do whatever I want. I'm an authority, I have the badge, I have the belt, I can now do whatever I want, or I have the physical power to control the situation. But that's not authority. Authority does not mean that power comes from within you. When you have authority, power flows through you. 
Consider the police officer. You know, I was amazed the other day, driving down 441, and this gentleman in a police car, it was a police officer, pulled off to the side. There was a little accident ahead. He, he stepped out of the car, adjusted his belt, and just kind of did this. And all of these cars just stopped. Big trucks, little cars, big cars, you name it. We all stopped because of this one man. Now listen, I get nervous whenever, the police, whenever a police officer pulls up behind me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about, right? My hiney gets a little bit tight. I'm like, what did I do? Let me slow down. Can I check what's going on here? You know, you see a guy, he's sitting right there, and then you're maybe going, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, uh, running late for the prayer meeting, sure. And, and so you're going a little bit too quick, and, and so you want to slow down a little bit. And you see the police officer, you think, if I, if I can just slow down, he, won't, he, he sees you. Okay. Whenever we see a police officer, uh, we get a little bit nervous sometimes. Why? Because the government gives him his authority and power. The, a, sing, a single man or woman has zero ability to stop oncoming, un, oncoming traffic by the use of their own strength. The traffic stopped because of the authority that he or she has. I get nervous when I'm driving because of the authority that he or she has. Their cars have got lights. They blink and do cool stuff. My lights and my car are not that cool, but I have lights. We got kind of the same equipment. He's got a radio. I got a cell phone, right? We have similar stuff. What makes it different is that the police officer has the authority. Has the, are you following me this morning? It's amazing. Power does not come from the police officer. Power flows through a police officer by the state. Have you ever been in a situation in which there was an, a lack of authority? Maybe in the place where you work, the boss rolled out for vacation, right? And it was casual Friday every day. People are bringing in their animals. You know, it just got crazy. It got crazy. I remember growing up, one of the, 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 the greatest day in grade school was when you rolled up into class and there sitting in the teacher's chair was the substitute teacher. Oh, where are you? Whew, that meant it was movie day. <laughs> Come on. It was, you know, fill in the blank day. It was sit there and throw papers day. It was, it, the class would go crazy because the person in authority was not there. Have you ever had a lack of authority, proper and healthy authority in the home, right? And things just seem crazy. It seems out of order. It just seems everywhere. Maybe the problem is, is not the kids getting better. Maybe, maybe the problem is that there's an unhealthy operation of authority in the house. When there's no authority, people don't function right. There has to be authority. There must be authority. Not only in an organization, not only in a church, not only in your business, not only in your family, but there must be a level of a spiritual authority that's operating inside of your spirit. When there's no authority, things are in chaos. Did you know that as Christians, we have been given authority? This is the best news of the morning. Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Jesus said, I know I saw Satan fall, a bolt of lightning right out of the sky. And he says this, see what I've given you Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions, right? Safe uh, and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you at the same time. The great 
triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not that you do for God, but what God does for you, that's the agenda for rejoicing. Did you catch that? He says, if we're going to rejoice, we rejoice in the fact that we have a huge God who's an authority over us. He's an authority over us. We are submitted to him. He's in control of our lives, and he's a good God. You know what that means when something's good? It doesn't mean that it's pleasant or acceptable. The definition of good means that it's able to accomplish its, its function. God is good because he's good at being God. And a very, very good God who loves us more than we could ever love ourselves, who's more real than our next breath, who has more promises than we can even count, says, hey, you serve me, I'm an authority over you, and you will live your life in a way that is one of open doors, blessings, yes, some difficulty, but I will see you through it. You will live a life of victory. Because when we acknowledge the fact that he's an authority over us, right? It sort of shifts things. It's, it's, it's not so much about us doing whatever we want and, you know, tithing a little bit here and then not there and never, ser- you know, maybe serving a little bit in church and then kind of not. We say, no, God, you're, we're submitted to everything. Everything, right? We're submitted to every, to completely and totally to you. Our whole family, our, our whole everything, our finances, everything is in submission to you. And God says, that's when the rejoicing begins. If you're in a season of your life where there's a lot of weeping and mourning and sadness, it could very well be that you have not given God authority over those particular areas of your life. I love what pastor says. He says, you know, show me an area of stress and I'll show you an area in which, in your life, I'll show you an area which you need to trust God more in. I think it's the same thing. Show me an area that's out of order in your life and I'll show you an area that you've not given God authority over. Authority is a very important thing. When it's not there, things don't function right. Luke chapter 10 verse, excuse me, I love what the New Living Translation says about that same, that same verse. It says, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk amongst snakes and scorpions and crush them. The idea of snakes and scorpions, now those probably were very much a real threat back in the day. They still kind of are now if you're in Florida. Maybe not scorpions so much. Are they? I don't know. But the idea is that we, we will walk You'll go to work tomorrow and someone else will get the, the, the raise or someone will get the promotion or this will happen or that will happen or they take the job and they're, they're doing, you know, layoffs and, and you're walking into work and you realize, okay, wait a second, uh, I walk in authority through Christ Jesus. So all of this stuff that's happening around me doesn't affect me. I'm not sad. I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I'm not worrying. I'm not pacing the house at 3 a.m. trying to figure out how I'm going to pay the rent and the mortgage and this and that. And nothing's actually even happened yet, but you're just there in your head like, what if and what if and what if and what if and that couldn't know how. And then if that happens, and all of a sudden, and now you're like 50 years down the road and you're seeing yourself just like, ah, you know. Anyway, wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have authority to take captive these thoughts, right? I have authority in Christ Jesus to take captive these thoughts and bring order back to my mind because of the name of Jesus, right? Not because of the situation figured out or the perfect email coming through. Hey, remember all that stuff at work? It's all good, you know? We're fine. Come up tomorrow. You're good. No, it's all taken care of because Jesus is already in your tomorrow. You're working it out, right? Because he's in authority over us. He knows exactly where he's guiding us. He knows exactly what we need to do, exactly what we need to do at just the right time. And here's what I love about the Holy Spirit. When you really get this principle, he gives you these secrets all throughout your day. You ever experienced that before? Right? He gives you these secrets. So you're going about your day, and all of a sudden this thought goes, send an email. Send a text message. What's, what's, the, what's the child doing? 
What's Billy doing? Check in on him real quick. What's happening over here? Make sure you do that. What, and you get these, these small little secrets throughout the day. And that's God's authority operating in your life as he's giving you exactly what you need to do. So all this chaos is happening and things are breaking down and stuff's not working and you're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? But meanwhile, the Holy Spirit's giving you these secrets. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to that. Don't talk to that person. You're being negative right now. You don't need to hear that. That's, that's going to get in your, in your spirit. It's going to mess you up. Okay, stay here. Don't do that. Walk over here. Don't, don't worry about that email. That project's not important. Work on this. Do this over here. Don't worry about, don't worry about this with the kids. Let's go, it's over here. Check underneath the bed. You're going to find something you need to talk to Billy about. You know? so the Holy Spirit will give you Secrets. Just the other day, I had a secret about Eliana, and and uh, I was I was downstairs working on something and and um, and uh, answering some emails and and Eliana was home and, and I just I just I, I I we told her that she was not allowed to have cookies. I said Eliana, you can't have cookies until after lunch. And so I, I just had this thought that came to my mind. It says, Hey, go check the kitchen. <laughs> I'm just answering emails. I get up, I check the kitchen. Sure enough, caught her. <laughs> Our four-year-old, I would have known that it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, right? Wouldn't have known that for, for the Holy Spirit because of the authority. He has authority in my house. And we're doing our very best as a family to submit to him, and I know you are too. Are you tracking with me this morning? Amen. So I want you to know that when you operate in this God-given authority, when the devil looks at you in the morning, uh, he's more terrified uh, of you than when you are when the policeman pulls behind you. Way more terrified. Because get this now. A police officer can regulate you with their authority. However, we can overcome the devil with our authority. We're not, our authority's not giving us to manage and regulate and contain. Well, devil, you know, you're going to kind of sort of be there. And I know you want to, I know it, I know you always get me with this one thought of comparison. So I'll deal with that today. But you're not going to, you're not going to make my dinner time. You know, we, we, we overcome it. We overcome the, the assignment of the devil against our lives because of the authority that Jesus has given us. This is really groundbreaking stuff, right? Some people live their lives, the entire day, you know, their, their entire lives as Christians, and like, well, you know, I'll just take it as it comes. Oh, I guess it's just, oh, I'll just never, I'll never do that, and I'll never, and the marriage will always be terrible, and this will always be, and the kids will always, I just don't. And they live their lives defeated. And that's where authority comes in. Because when you understand that you have authority in Jesus, the whole game changes. The whole game changes. And you might be thinking, okay, this is overwhelming me because if you're talking about authority, I have so much work to do in my life and in my family and in my whatever it is. Uh, I have just so much to be done and you're talking about authority. Don't give me another thing I've got to do. No, listen, this is not something that you have to do. This is something you just have to receive. Because when you receive and the Holy Spirit gives you the secrets, then making the corrections and the changes in your home and in your life become very easy. Very easy, because the Lord says, I give you a peace that surpasses all understanding, right? So that teenager that's out of control, all of a sudden you get this principle, and this, this, this revelation of the truth of authority, and you start operating in your God-given authority. Now, when you say to Billy, hey, Billy, you're not going out tonight because of this and that, all of a sudden it works. Billy doesn't kick and scream. Why? Because there's authority that's happening there. I'm I, know, I know I'm speaking to somebody. I'm talking about kids right now. I know I'm speaking to somebody because this is a very real principle. A very, very real principle. It's amazing when we understand our authority. So, where was I? Oh. So Jesus has given us authority over everything. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus says, I've got it all. Everything. Everything. I've got it all. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. 
Jesus said, I have authority over everything. And then the Bible says, oh, and by the way, the one who has authority over everything now resides inside of you. He's now inside of you. He's inside of you. He's in your heart. Now, I don't know how your home operates, but in my, in my house, we, everything that's in the house is shared, right? When I come home with groceries, that's for Eliana too and for, for our whole family. It's shared. That means you have the shared promises and blessings of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? So we have authority. We have authority over all that stuff that we fight and that we face and even the good stuff. That's good news. Amen. Here's what I love. Just as a huge truck will obey a police officer, the devil and all the powers of hell must obey you. Did you catch that? So when those thoughts of anxiety come, you can say, ah, hold on a second. In the name of Jesus. Uh-uh. And you take your hands and you place them on your mind and you cast that anxiety out. Right? When those thoughts and feelings of discouragement or despair or loneliness or sadness or heaviness come, you take authority. But when something happens in your physical surroundings that at work or there's this intense situation that you're dealing with, with a person or family, or maybe there's even a particular challenge in your ministry that you're facing and that you're, you're fighting, that's where authority comes in because you don't have to just say, well, I guess it is what it is. No, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over this. We take authority over this. And we'll, we'll talk more about what that means in just a second. Can you imagine what would happen for just a moment if, if like the government took a week off? You know? I think they made a movie about that. I don't watch it. I don't recommend it. But I th- I, can you imagine what would happen? How crazy. Things are pretty intense now. But how crazy it would be. Man. If, the, if all of the police officers stop protecting our city. Right? They're the ones with the tools. And it fires me up when I meet people who understand the authority of Christ that they have. Why? Because the book of Ezekiel teaches us that every one of us as believers have a specific function. And our function is this. We are watchmen. We are watchwomen, right? Our job as believers is to warn others in our city of danger in the face of injustice. And we do something about it. What's the greatest injustice and danger? Right now, it's sin. It's sin. The greatest injustice in our world, the greatest danger is sin. Living a life that is far from God or living a life that's missing the mark without the saving uh, uh, touch of Jesus. That's, that is the greatest danger that somebody can operate in. See, our authority that Jesus has given us is not just for what's happening in us, but it's also for what's happening around us. And a church that operates in authority is going to be the church that changes and influences the city. Amen? You know, some time ago, I, I was, we were in one of our youth services, and this uh, middle school, uh, precious middle school girl came up to me, and she's just re- real little and just smaller for her age, and she's got these little freckles on her face. And, and, I, and I knew that she was going through some intense times at home uh, talking with her parents. And so I, I saw her come, and she comes running into our youth service, and she's excited, and she's bubbly, and she's happy. And, and um, she, she comes in, and and, uh, and it's pretty clear that she's oblivious, really, to, to the intensity of what she's going through. Uh, she's still a little bit on the younger side emotionally. And I, I said, hey, hey, how are you? I like to greet our students. Hey, how are you doing? And she looks at me. She says, hey, Pastor Dana, I'm doing great. I said, well, hey, how's your sister? Oh, she's on drugs. I said, what, what's going on with your dad? Oh, you know, she, he, he left a while ago. We don't know where he is. And, I, and, I, and she said, guess what? I just found out I've got ADD. What games are we playing? And, and, and it, it, honestly, it, it, it broke my heart. 
for this, for this young little girl because I thought she said that as if nothing was wrong, right? Not saying anything's wrong with her because of the, the challenge, the ADD, but, but I, I am, I do want to communicate that those are things that, that though we will, there are things we will struggle through, things we will process, things we will press through, things we will endure for seasons. Still, the Bible is true that we can take authority over them, can't we? And we can still see victory in those areas in which we're pressed, in those areas in which we're pushing. We can. And, and I, my heart was so broken because I'm sure she was trying to be optimistic about uh, what she was going through. And, you know, and social media really trains us to think this way. I, you don't see very many people on Facebook posting about bad days, you know. It's mainly like that perfect picture and the perfect thing with the family, you know, even though minutes before everybody was fighting and throwing food at each other and everything's perfect and we're always optimistic. And, and so we're sort of trained to just be all about looking good and acting right and, and impressing and, and being, uh, keeping our behavior the best, especially we can, fall into, we can fall into that trap at church of just being perfect and trying to this and trying to that. And, and I looked at this young little lady and I just got so sad because I realized she's, she's accepting this and it's because she didn't have the revelation of her authority. And I got so mad at the devil because I thought this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not how it's supposed to be. So we, I, because of her, I taught on authority the very next Wednesday. This is a few years ago. And she got this understanding, this sweet little middle school age girl, she got this understanding of authority. And she began to take authority over these situations in her own family. This little girl. And we, there's still some miracles that had to happen, but I do want you to know that within about a month's time, not everything was, you know, had, had, had changed, but her sister did come off of drugs. Because the one little girl said, I'm going to start praying for my sister and I'm going to start taking authority of the situation because God has a better plan. God has a better way. He wants her whole and healed. And she saw this miracle take place. What I'm talking about this morning is not necessarily instantaneous stuff. What I'm, it can be, but what I'm talking about is getting a revelation in your heart of the wonderful power of Jesus. The wonderful power of Jesus and allowing God to be God in whatever it is that you're facing. And I just, man, I thought she needs, she, she had to learn about her authority, but not accept it. Now here's the revelation this morning. Are you ready for it? There's a difference between authority and acceptance. Sometimes we accept something and we think, well, we'll deal with it later. But in doing that, we haven't taken authority over it. We've just said, well, in our own strength, we'll, we'll deal with it later. Or we'll, we'll deal with it when the time comes. Or they'll, they'll grow out of it. Or whatever it might be. There's a difference between accepting something and taking authority over something. And I want you to know this morning that we cannot accept the things that God has given us authority over. So if you're here today and you battle, you're a young adult, you battle loneliness. And so your response to loneliness is just to accept uh, whatever man or woman comes into your life in that moment. You accept it and say, well, they'll make me feel good for this time period, but it ends up hurting you and it just ends up not being a good situation and never, and never maybe it's, the relationship's fine, but it just never fills that void inside of you. What God's calling you to do is not to accept it and say, well, I guess I'm just lonely. I guess I'll be single forever, but to take authority over that lie in your mind. To take authority over that wrong thinking. So if you're feeling lonely, say in Jesus' name, I take authority over this. I know that your plan is perfect right? I know that in your timing, you will bring the person you have for me. And in the meantime, I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to trust. It changes everything. It changes everything. And you take authority over that loneliness. 
It's amazing we understand our authority. We cannot accept the things that God's given us authority over. What in your life have you just been accepting that God's saying it's time to stop accepting and start to take authority? What is it? What have you been accepting that God says it's no longer time to accept it but to take authority over it? Well, I, I can't find work right now. God must just be teaching me a lesson. No, 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 listen, what you're going through is not the result of some horrible God trying to teach you some sick lesson because of a mistake you made when you're three years old, right? What you're experiencing if you're looking for a job and having difficulty, it's just we're we're part of a fallen world. Things are tough, right? And it's getting more difficult. It is. Things are hard. Things are difficult. I I get it. But we don't say in our response to our, our challenge today, well, God must be teaching me a lesson as if we deserve some lower level of blessings because of our past. No way. No way. We don't accept that. That's not Bible. We say, you know what, God? Your word says you're going to take me from glory to glory to glory to glory. Your mercies are new every morning. So rather than accepting at a certain level, I'm going to go ahead and press through in prayer and in revelation to the next level and take authority over where I am now so that I can do more for your kingdom later. Amen? When we take authority over our lives, things shift. Things change. I love what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says this, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe. Oh man, have you ever let your feelings just kind of take you on a crazy road to crazy world? (laughs) And you just feel your way into this pit of despair, right? And you're like, how did I get here? Man, we have to be moved by what we believe. We have to be moved by what the word of God says. Maybe you're here and there's this chronic sickness in your body. And I listen, I'm all for one for going to doctors and for getting that checked out. And, and I believe God will use medicine. He'll use surgeons. He'll use all of that. We, we need to do that. that. That's very important. But if there's a sickness, an issue in your body, I also believe that we serve a God who heals. He heals. And I love what Psalm chapter 34, verse 20 says, that he protects the bones of the righteous, right? That by his stripes, we are all made whole. So if there's this chronic pain or sickness in your body, sure, if you go to the doctor, get it checked out, but also take authority over it in prayer. Take authority over that sickness in prayer. Not to say, well, Lord, you know, I'm just, no, you, you confess and pray through scriptures over that. You go to the church for prayer. You do whatever it takes to get your healing. You seek the Lord early in the morning. You seek the Lord early in the morning and you will see a miracle happen in your life. I had a friend named Phil and Phil was this guy that he just believed God for miracles and he had a condition with his his face. He had a stroke at an early age and and part of his face just wasn't functioning correctly. Uh, He's he's in his uh, mid-30s now. Phil would get up in the morning and he would seek the Lord every morning at 4 a.m. just praying and seeking Jesus. And uh, he, would, he would pray for his healing. He'd pray for others, but he would really just be praying for his healing. And there was one Sunday morning that he was praying, he was pursuing the Lord, and he felt this fire come and touch the side of his face and the Lord healed it right there. Isn't that amazing? The Lord healed it. It was a couple, about two or three years of him just seeking the Lord and praying, but he pressed in and took authority over that, and God did a miracle in his life. It's incredible what our God does. So we have to understand, we are the watchmen of our family. We are the watchmen of our, of our, of our uh, businesses. We are the, we are the watchmen of, of all that God's put around us. We have a specific function, and Jesus has given us the tools to fight, to bring revival in our family and in our lives, and that's through our authority. Why? Because Jesus is the hope of the world. He's the hope of the world. 
And there's nothing cooler than seeing somebody operate in their God-given authority. It's almost scary. It's scary awesome when they're walking in their authority. You know, I want to share this story because a lot of people think, oh, you're talking about authority. We have authority over all this stuff, but it just seems like the world is getting worse and worse and worse and things are getting more messed up every day. And my life is just, it's so intense right now. I wish it was this simple. Come on, give me something else. And let me share this story. When I was a little boy, um, my, my grandmother died when I was, when I was very young. And so uh, my, my parents, um, uh, obviously they, they took me to her funeral. And I was a little boy, maybe two, three years old. And so we go to this little chapel. Uh, I don't even remember this. My mom tells me this story. And we go to this chapel for my grandmother's funeral. And I walk in, everybody's, of course, from, dressed in black, weeping, crying, you know. And it's just a sad time. And so we go into this chapel. And uh, as, uh, as the service is progressing, my little mind is looking around. I see candles. <laughs> you know, I see all this stuff that uh, looks like a party. And so I lean over to my mom and, and I say to her, and she's, you know, her mom had just passed. And I, say, I say, Mama, Mama, it's Grandma's birthday today, you know. You know, you know whoops. She tells me that story. And, you know, I, I had no idea that she was dead. I had no idea that I was at a funeral. I had no idea that I'd shown up to memorial service. And the word tells us that the devil is defeated. He is defeated. But here's why Jesus is so important. Because the devil's defeated. The world just doesn't know it yet. And that's where Jesus comes in. And it's that message. So that woman who shows up to the nightclub on a Saturday night just to dance and drink her problems away. She thinks she's going to a party, but she has no idea. But she's actually showing up to a funeral. She, she has no idea because she doesn't know that the devil has, that, that has been defeated. That those, those feelings and that need of, 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 that she thinks that she has, has already been met by Jesus. When that gentleman goes and, and, and pours that bottle of alcohol and, and just is in that all day long, he, he thinks he's at a party, but he has no idea he's actually at a funeral. Because Jesus has already come and defeated the devil and defeated that addiction in his life. This is why the gospel is so important. If they understood the reality of the situation, they wouldn't be celebrating. They'd be mourning. And that, that's why God wants us to share the gospel. Man, there's so many areas in my life, guys, that I thought was a party, but actually it was a funeral. Some areas in my heart, right? Some, some things in my heart that I thought, whoa, this is great. But I realized, wait a second, that's not a good, that's not something that I need to, to deal with or to stress out, stress over or, uh, or, or fix because I can take authority over it in Jesus' name. We have authority of the devil. I love this. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So as we close this morning, how do we do this practically? Man, I really need the anointing here. You know, some Christians talk as if the devil is the biggest and baddest thing ever. Right? I was talking to a young adult about a year ago, and they he texted me. He said, Pastor Dana, pray for me. I'm at, I'm at work right now, and, and, and the devil's attacking me. It's just, he's just attacking me. I said, where are you working? I work at Chick-fil-A. Man, the devil's just attacking me. I thought, man... I, I sort of feel like the devil's not at Chick-fil-A, you know, of all places, right? 
maybe Taco Bell, <laughs> you know, but, but not Chick-fil-A, you know. <laughs> I, pray for me. It's, it's so intense. The devil, the devil, the devil. I'm under attack. I'm under attack. I'm under attack. It's so bad. It's so terrible. I'm going down. Everything's so hard. Oh, it's so intense today. And they focus on, on this, this struggle and they, they give the devil all of this credit for stuff that's going wrong in their life. Right? And, and I, I, I just want to say, okay, the issue here is not that you need prayer from a pastor or a leader. The issue is that it's time for you to take on your God-given authority. Right? And so when things are going crazy, you say, hold on a second. Hold on. I've got a God that says that he'll give me a peace that surpasses all understanding. What I'm experiencing now is not peaceful, so I know it's not God. Right? Now, listen, sometimes you experience hard things, but even hard things, they can still be easy because of the peace of God. Right? So that's when you say, God, I take authority over this, these thoughts, this, so you're at work and flipping the french fries or whatever this Chick-fil-A person's doing, and, and they're, they're, they're feeling all beat up and this and that, and no one's, no, 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 they say, wait a second. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Lord, I do, I, I do what I do joyfully, and I do it with a glad heart, because I know that your plans for me are, are firm, and they're sure, and they're good, and Lord, I just trust you, right? And sometimes we get ourselves out of alignment, because we just start getting involved in drama we don't need to be a part of, right? Did you hear? Did you hear? No, I didn't. Can you tell me more? <laughs> now you're mad at Steve over in HR. You don't even know Steve. You're like, my terrible work is terrible. It's like, no. Chill, right? Chill. It, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We do go through spiritual things. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, pushing that to the side. There are some things we go through that are everything we go through spiritual, of course, but I just want to encourage you that the devil's not as big and bad as we sometimes want to make him out to be. Jesus is way more awesome. <laughs> Don't forget that we are in this world, but not of it. We are ambassadors. So what do we have authority over? A couple quick things. We have authority over rejection. You feel like your walls are shut up, shut down. You keep people at arm's length. You're always angry. It's rejection. You have authority over that. Rejection. We have authority over fear, right? Fear is opposite of faith. It's when you believe that something bad and destructive will always happen to you. What if I this? And if I lose a job? And, this and, I, and you're in this world of fear. Fear always believes the worst. Phobia of any kind, worry, anxiety, nightmares, all that stuff. Fear. We have authority over it. This is not an exhaustive list. It's a very short list. We have authority over lying, stretching the truth. Right? We have authority over lust. We have authority over doubt and unbelief. If there's this, you're, you're always in this cycle of instability. You feel like you're in the cycle of instability. You have authority over that. You have authority over that. Sometimes you just have to look at all this craziness happening around you and say, nope, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There's many times we've had to do that. Many times. Many times you've had to do that. We have authority over sickness. My wife is the best at this, y'all. I, I struggle in this area. I'll start getting a sniff. I'm like, well, I guess I need a sick day. You know, I'm going to get some Netflix and some Gatorade, you know. She, and she's like, come here, in the name of Jesus. I'm like, no, no, I just want to have a sick day. And she's like, no, <laughs> you know. I, I, I don't mean to, to make this a super big deal. Like, we're, not, we're nothing special, guys. Please, we're nothing special. But I do want to share with you that for our children, they, they really don't get sick that much. And I believe it's because of Grace's faith. <laughs> You know, she's always praying over them. She's always believing for miraculous healing over them. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. She is so good at this. I'm getting better at it. So pray for your weaker brother. We can take authority over sickness. There's been some times I've woken up and I just felt weird and she'll pray for me. I'm like, oh, 
fine, I feel better, I'll go to work, you know. <laughs> migraines, you can take authority over afternoon migraines and change your diet too, by the way. Stop eating so much sugar and junk for lunch. Barbecue will make you feel tired at three o'clock in the afternoon and you won't get anything done. Change that and then take authority over your eating habits, right? Okay. <clears throat> well. <laughs> if you need help, see Pastor Mike. He'll help you out. Heaviness. If you're always feeling heavy, man, depression, discouragement, self-pity, hopelessness, you've always got a victim mentality. Take authority over it. The whole world's not against you. It's not against you. Jealousy. Right? You're suspicious, distrustful, insecure. Take authority over that jealousy. And social media really, really pushes this. It really makes us compare with other people's lives, doesn't it? It's summertime, and maybe you don't have any summer, cool summer plans. We don't really have many cool summer plans. And there's that one family like, hi, we're on our seven jets going to one of our seven resorts that we own, and we're going to buy seven more, you know? And you're like, wow, that's great. I'm holding a baby who just puked everywhere, you know? <laughs> and those feelings can come in. And, and if you have seven jets and seven resorts, let's talk. Because <laughs> we don't have any summer plans. <laughs> You can take authority over that jealousy, right? Well, no, Lord, no, no, Lord, you, 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 you are so good. And I don't need what they have to have joy in my heart, right? My portion's enough, and I thank you for it. The greatest thing over a material possession, the greatest thing is just to, is to have joy in your heart and to be thankful with your, with, with your portion, right? It's the best feeling. Set free from all that mess. Set free from it all. It's the coolest thing ever. You, you, can't, you can't buy that stuff. You can't buy that kind, of, that kind of freedom and joy. That's way more important than money, way more important than anything else in your life. To say, Lord, I thank you for my old TV because it still works. Praise the Lord, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my shoes. They might not be new and they might smell, but they still fit, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Finally, is rebellion. You can take authority over rebellion. You know, we often think rebellion applies for kids, but man, it doesn't. Are you somebody who's always looking to break the rules in some sense? Maybe at work, or maybe you, you do things secretly, or someone tells you to do something, and on the inside, um, you, you don't want to do it, so you slowly do it, right? In our marriage relationships, that can happen, you know? We're just, we're just slow to move on things that are, that are important to others. We question authority. We, sh we struggle with submission, right? Maybe the person who's your direct report is younger than you or I don't know. We see those in authority as against us. Maybe you just have a tendency to manipulate, man. We, we, we can take authority over that in Jesus' name, can't we? We can take authority over all that so much more. And also, too, we can take authority over our city as a church. I don't know if you've ever done a lot of driving through our city, but guys, our city needs Jesus. It needs Jesus. It needs Jesus. And that's why God's plan at Calvary. As a group of people who say, you know what, we're going to take authority over our city for the na name of Jesus. 
thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.